Today, you'll need to brace yourself as we look into the gory stories of the most famous serial killers in the world and how they ended up. When you discover that someone has gruesomely truncated the lives of people, then it's very likely that you'll want to see justice served as they meet a painful end. Let's take a look into what happened to the most famous serial killer's dead bodies. Number 1. Ted Bundy For four years, between 1974 and 1978, Bundy terrorized young women, kidnapping and killing them. Many of his victims were undergraduates at universities in Washington, Colorado, and Florida. His last recorded victim was a 12-year-old student of Lake City Junior High School in Florida, whom he kidnapped and murdered before dumping her body under a shed in a park. In 1978, he was apprehended after being declared wanted by the FBI, and his trial began in June of 1979. Following a month of investigations and court hearings, Bundy was found guilty of first-degree murder of two victims and attempted murder of two others. This got him a death sentence, but in 1980, he stood trial again for the murder of 12-year-old Kimberly Leach. He was again found guilty and sentenced to death once again. However, it wasn't until almost a decade later that he faced execution in an electric chair. At about 7 a.m. on the 24th of January 1989, in Florida State Prison's electric chair, Old Sparky, Bundy was strapped in and declared dead about 15 minutes after. There were over 200 people outside waiting for the news of his death, and the sounds of their cheers filled the air when the notorious murderer breathed his last. Bundy's body was cremated, and the ashes were scattered at an undisclosed location in Washington's Cascade mountain range. Number 2. Dennis Nilsson In 1983, Nilsson was arrested and charged to court with several counts of murder and attempted murder in London. His victims were mostly young boys in their teenage years. It is recorded that he killed a total of about 15 men and boys, who were often vulnerable and homeless people, who he would take to his residence for sexual relations. The killer, who showed no remorse for his crimes when tried in court, would spring on his unsuspecting victims in the night, snuffing life from them. His arrest was triggered by a drainage blockage at his apartment, where remains of human flesh and bone were found in the pipes that were linked to his toilet. Nilsson had tried to flush the remains of his butchered victims. He was found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment with a recommended minimum of 25 years, which was later extended to a life tariff with no option of parole. The vicious killer was 37 at the time of his sentencing, and at 17 death came knocking within the prison walls. Nilsson was found hunched over on the floor of his cell. He seemed to be in excruciating stomach pain. After being examined by healthcare providers at the prison facility, he refused advanced medical care, only to end up lying in his own feces for two hours as the symptoms worsened. When he was taken to the hospital, it was already too late. He died due to abdominal bleeding and blockage in his lung arteries. Nilsson had a secret funeral. His body was cremated and the ashes were handed over to his family. Number 3. Fred West He has been described as one of Britain's worst serial killers killers. Together with his wife, West kidnapped young women over a period spanning about two decades. He would keep his victims hostage, torturing them before killing them and hiding their bodies in his home. It is believed that he killed about 30 women, including his own first daughter, Heather West, whom he sexually abused repeatedly. In 1987, after she opened up to her friends concerning her ordeals at the hands of her parents, she suddenly disappeared. Heather had been strangled, beheaded, and buried under a patio by West and his wife, Rosemary. In 1995, after Fred was arrested, police began discovering the bodies of several victims buried in the garden, cellar, and other locations. While awaiting trial, he hanged himself in his cell, leaving a suicide note behind for his wife. His body was cremated in Coventry not long after the 29th of March in a service where four of his children were present. Reports indicate that the ashes were taken to the Welshman Seaside Resort at Barry Island, where he was said to have visited during his childhood and as an adult in the company of his family. Number 4. Peter Sutcliffe Nicknamed the Yorkshire Ripper, Sutcliffe lived and committed his sinister acts in London between 1978 
1995 and 1980. His victims were mostly young women and girls in residential areas, as well as sex workers. For several years, the West Yorkshire police hunted the killer down in what has been described as one of the biggest and most expensive manhunts in the history of the British police. He was charged in courts in 1981 and found guilty of murder and attempted murder of about 20 women. Subsequently, he was given 20 life sentences to be served consecutively. However, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and moved to a psychiatric hospital in 1984. Sutcliffe continued to make attempts to escape his life sentence, but his appeal was dismissed by a high court in 2010, and he was moved back to prison in 2016. In 2020, the serial killer contracted COVID-19 and died after refusing to be given treatment for the virus. There have been speculations regarding whether he contracted the disease in prison or the hospital while undergoing examination for other illnesses. After a private ceremony, his body was cremated. His brother, Mick Sutcliffe, arranged a secret cremation for him with the help of his friend, who was a funeral director. The ashes were delivered to him in a box, and it is unknown what he did with them subsequently. Number 5. Jeffrey Dahmer From 1978 to 1991, this American murderer killed almost 20 men. He was notorious for killing young men that he would then have sexual relations with afterwards, dismembering the body parts and keeping Polaroids of the dead bodies. The men were often people he found in public places and enticed to accompany him home with a promise of sex or money. On getting to his apartment, he would give them alcoholic drinks he had mixed with drugs to make them drowsy and unconscious. Dahmer would then kill them first before having sex with their bodies and butchering them into pieces. The bones were disposed of in a drum he bought specifically for that purpose, and he would keep some parts of their bodies as mementos. In 1991, he was apprehended by the police, and a staggering amount of evidence pointing to his murderous acts was found in his apartment. He was sentenced to 15 life terms. In July 1994, he faced an attempt on his life which he escaped, but some months later in November, he was killed by another prison inmate. In accordance with Dahmer's will, he was not given a funeral service. However, his body was cremated, and the ashes were split between his mother and father. Number 6. Harold Shipman In 2000, an unusual serial killer was convicted of the murder of 15 people. He wasn't a secret killer breaking into homes at night or a kidnapper with a mask. He was Dr. Harold Frederick Shipman. Between 1975 and 1998, it is believed that he killed close to 300 of his patients by first giving them a wrong diagnosis. The unsuspecting patients were then given deadly doses of diamorphine. He was said to have had a friendly disposition, which endeared many of his patients to him. However, the seemingly friendly doctor was a murderer. In 1998, undertakers in his community and other medical colleagues became wary of the number of murders reported and the police were called in. Nothing was discovered until he murdered Kathleen Grundy, an 81-year-old woman, and falsified her will. In August of 1998, after the victim's daughter suspected foul play, the body of the elderly woman was exhumed and examination revealed that there were traces of diamorphine in her muscle tissue. More than 10 bodies of his victims were exhumed and examined with the same result. They had all been killed with diamorphine. In 2000, Shipman was sentenced to life in prison, but he killed himself barely four years after and was found hanging in his cell on the 13th of January 2004. Over a year after his body was handed over to his family, it was cremated in secret at Hutcliffe Wood Crematorium on the 19th of March 2005. Only his wife and four children were present. Number 7. John Wayne Gacy Who could have imagined that a jovial man who often dressed up as a clown was in fact a serial killer responsible for the death of about 33 men, probably everyone afraid of clowns. His victims were often young boys who lived around his vicinity or worked for him. The parents of Gacy's victims were suspicious of his behavior, yet he wasn't investigated by the police. He had succeeded in building a reputation as a respectable individual who was loved and admired by friends, acquaintances, and community members. In 1997, when one of his victims escaped and found his way to a police station in Chicago, narrating his ordeals in the hands of the clown-cum-murderer, he had been kidnapped and molested, but no follow-up was done by the police. In 1978, police officers at Des Plaines swooped down on his apartment after a 15-year-old boy who went to his home for a job went missing.
building. Incriminating evidence was found in his home, and further investigation revealed that he had buried 26 of his victims inside his home. In 1980, he was sentenced to death, but he continued to appeal against the judgment. His sentence was upheld, and he was executed in 1994 by lethal injection. Gacy's body was then cremated, and a part of his brain was kept by Helen Morrison, a psychiatrist who had testified for the defense during his trial. Number 8. Samuel Little He was a notorious killer who confessed to killing close to 100 women over a 35-year period. He would lure his victims to obscure places, then knock them out with a punch before strangling them to death. Most of his victims, who were all female, would be knocked out after just one blow, owing to the fact that Little was a professional boxer. The killer confessed to deriving satisfaction from killing his victims by strangling because he had a special liking for the necks of women and found it pleasurable to snuff life out of them by choking and other means that involved the neck. It's quite surprising how he managed to stay off the radar for over three decades, but he confessed that he always targeted people who seemed to be outcasts and whom no one would easily miss or search for. His antics seemed to work, as he was only apprehended seven years after his last known murder. During his stay in prison, he made detailed drawings of some of his victims and even mentioned some names. Samuel Little died at the age of 80 in prison while serving his life sentence at the California State Prison. No specific reasons were given for his death, though he suffered from several ailments, including heart problems and diabetes. It is unknown if his body was ever claimed by any family members. Number 9. H. H. Holmes The last person we'll be talking about today is H. H. Holmes, but unlike many other people on this list, Holmes' crimes transcended serial killing. He was a popular con artist who also found pleasure in committing insurance fraud, check forging, house theft, swindling unsuspected citizens, and more. When Holmes was caught and made to await execution, he confessed to committing 27 murders. Some of his confessions were false, as some people he claimed were his victims were still alive at that point. In his last days, Holmes gave several contradictory statements about his life. At one point, he said he was innocent. Some other times, he claimed he was possessed by the devil. Several uncertainties and inaccurate journalism plagued his serial killing activities, but only one confirmed murder was enough to sentence him to death. H. H. Holmes was sentenced to death for killing his business partner and accomplice, Benjamin Peitzel. Some sources also believe he killed three of Peitzel's children and three mistresses. It is also said that he killed one of the mistress's children. After 34 years on Earth, H. H. Holmes was sentenced to death and eventually hanged at the Philadelphia County Prison on the 7th of May, 1896. He was buried in Holy Cross Cemetery, but rumors continue to go around that he was alive and had escaped. To resolve these assumptions, Holmes' body was exhumed on the request of his grandchildren in 2017. A forensic report affirmed that he was the one who had been buried, and so the body was returned to the grave two months after. Thank you for watching this video. If you liked it, remember to give it a thumbs up and click on any of the videos on your screen to watch more interesting content.